listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. So if you have a Week 18 championship or if you're playing DFS, you might want to know which teams have something to play for, right? Right. Uh, which teams might rest players? Which teams have nothing to play for? So that's the purpose of this next segment here, okay? So a few teams who have absolutely nothing to play for and are just vying for the best draft spot, right? Meaning that they could play their starters or they might not. They might try to lose, not 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 super intentionally because they don't want to, you know, you know, look like they're losing. But they might want to lose right. because they're going to get the best draft potential draft spot. Um, Colts, Texans, right? And they're playing against each other this week. So you know, whoever loses this game wins. The yeah. Falcons, <laughs> Saints, Panthers, uh, Saints and Panthers are playing each other. Uh, the Bears, the Cardinals, the teams that I just mentioned. They're out of the playoffs. They have nothing to play for. They're just vying for the best draft spot. So it's it's kind of hard to trust these teams. But yeah, um, they're like so. Let's look at the first team. They're the Colts. There's no one I'd really trust on the Colts this week, right? No. Um, there's no one I'd really <laughs> trust on the Texans this week. They're they're playing against each other, right? Yeah. That's um, gonna be a right. Rough Would game. you agree with that? <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. With, with, with um, the Colts, they were bad as with is, the Falcon, even when they were trying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Where are they trying? That was a question. Um, yeah. Arthur Smith, um, you know, for the Falcons, the head coach, he might try and win this game against the Bucks, right? You yeah. know, the Bucks are probably not playing their starters. You know, Arthur Smith needs to win games just to kind of like make sure he's not in the hot seat. So yeah. I think Tyler Algier is still in play. He needs 100 yards rushing to hit 1,000 yards in the season. So I think that's going to be in play here. Uh, Drake yep. London, I think, is still in play as well, right? They're, these guys are potentially going up against backups for the Bucks, yeah. So they could potentially have big days. Yeah, but the Buccaneers, I think they're definitely going to rest starters, obviously, because they have no way to improve their seating. Yeah. They're just locked in. They're a seventh seed. It doesn't matter what they do. Yes. So they're not going to start, and especially with 45-year-old Tom Brady, a quarterback. They're not going to risk him. I think you look at the opposite side of the ball. Well, the Bucs the, 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 the the, the won the NFC South. Yes, they did. So they'll be the four seed. They are the four seed regardless. They can't drop out yeah. otherwise. They're not going to make it as a wild card. But um, what I was saying, on the other side of the ball with the Falcons, like I said, I alluded to a couple weeks ago with the youth movement in Atlanta. You know, you mentioned Desmond Ritter, Tyler Algier, Drake London. I think they're absolutely in play. And then Arthur Smith, too, like you said, to keep himself off the hot seat. I, I would be surprised if they don't consider getting rid of Arthur Smith, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, I think maybe his time could be up if – the cards fall the wrong way for him. But I think the young guys, you can definitely start them and be pretty confident. Like Desmond Ritter, Tyler Algier, Drake London. I'm okay with that. I think they're going to see what they have. They're fine. It's not like they're contending for anything this season. And they got a long way to go yet, I, I think, um, even heading into next season. But I think they're going to use this game, especially against backups, to see what they have. And it could end on a high note for these guys. I think Tyler Algier, like you said, is the safest of them. I wouldn't rule out a big day from Drake, uh, from Drake London either if Desmond Ritter can get it going in the passing game. And like you said, against backups, I think it's on the table. We see weird things happen in this last, like, it feels like an extra week. Yeah, no, I, I hear that. And then Saints-Panthers, um, you know, I, I think both teams here want to tank, right? Like, yeah. I'm not sure how this game plays out. I think I'm fine rolling DJ Moore out there. Um, I think that's about it in this game. Um, I know that Deontay Foreman needs, like, a thousand, needs, like, a, more than 100 yards to hit a thousand yards rushing if he has a big game. Yeah. It's possible they try to feed him, but, I, you know, outside of that, 
you know, it's I really don't want to trust Alvin Kamara or Chris Olave. You know, There's although no I'm sure the Saints will want up. to get Olave. Yeah, uh, you know, Olave is probably going to try to get to a thousand yards receiving. You know, it's it's very feasible, but like he also was coming off that hamstring injury. Um, you know, so I'm not sure if they want to push him as hard, but you know, we'll see. I, I just it's hard for me to trust these guys this week. Right. No, you um, you really can't. Not not in these games. I, I don't think. I hate you know it, it's funny because I love the extra week, but I hate the extra week, you know, because this is the type of thing you do, you just stat padding, stat chasing, that a whole thing. There's no way to know who's gonna be playing um to the hardest extent. I, I think that DJ Moore is really the only play in this game, too. I don't like any of the Saints offense. I haven't for a couple of weeks, even Alvin Kamara. So there's no reason. I, I'm just kind of keeping my hands off of that game. You can start them in a pinch pinch, but I, I'm not happy starting anyone from that game. Okay, cool. Um, the Vikings Bears game is interesting uh, because uh, Justin Fields is out, right? The Bears are out of it. Nathan Peterman gets a start. Um, can't really trust any Bear in this game. Now, on the Vikings side, they don't have a lot to play for because they're likely going to be the three seed regardless of what happens. Like the only way they bec- they can become the two seed is if the 49ers lose to the Cardinals, which probably isn't happening. Um, you know, right. with that being said, since they have a chance to get the two seed, like even if it's a small one, they might play their starters. And, you know, because of that possibility against the bad Bears defense, like I think Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, like Justin Jefferson is chasing like all types of records, right? And Hawkinson, he can hit a thousand yards receiving if he has a hundred yep. yard receiving game in this game. So I think they might go after it, honestly, um, because they have that chance at the two seed, um, which would be a big deal. Right, coming to in Minnesota for the for these games in the playoffs. Um, I think Kirk Cousins doesn't play this week too. Um, you know, I think I think I'm okay playing the Vikings players. Yeah, this week. You know, in betting, uh, DFS, and uh, in in if your if your championship is in Week 18. I think I'd be okay with that too, because the Bears' defense isn't anything to behold. You know, even whether when they're starting their players or not. You know, even the Vikings' offense is good enough. I'm okay with starting them too. These types of games, and like I said, I'm not sure how this is going to play out, but I see this kind of thing happen, could be happening a couple in a couple games this week. And I talked to you a little bit about this before the podcast for us, but I said that like they could definitely play a good half of football, you know, and decide to just pull starters and then check the scoreboards, you know, just see if they need to keep playing something like that. And obviously, it might be a little bit unheard of, but I've seen, I feel like we could see this kind of thing happen because there's no reason to think that against a bad bears defense that this vikings team isn't going to play well i expect them to go up they might just build a lead and then just pull everybody you know and be done but that building of the lead might be enough to make these fantasy players relevant and like you said where you trust the vikings players i could see that happening with the cowboys maybe with the 49ers you know these teams that need a little bit of help regardless of um whether they win or not I could see them just kind of building that lead against bad teams and then just sitting back and seeing where they sit, maybe partway through the game. I'm not sure if they get that access to see what's going on, but I could see that happening. I think a good half of football is going to be enough to make the players well, the, the access, relevant. Yeah, the, the access for the 49ers won't be there because the Vikings play in the early window, 49ers play in the later window. So like the right. Vikings won't know like what's going on in that 49ers game. And that's a real game that matters for them um, to see if the 49ers can, can lose to the Cardinals. Um, but I don't know, see that happening. <laughs> I'll say this, like about about that game, like if you want to like diversify just a little bit in DFS, like I think Matt Alexander Madison uh, can be a little bit of a play here, like something somebody not so obvious. I can see him, you know, getting some work in this game because he's yeah. still effective. If he's in the game, you're not really 
throwing the game, right? But like against the Bears defense, they might not play Dalvin Cook 100% because they got to save him, you know, for the playoffs, obviously. So I think right. Madison could be in play here this week in DFS. And you consider, you consider too, that the Bears are allowing fourth most fancy points running backs this season. And obviously, everything's subject to change. Some of these right. statistics aren't going to be perfectly accurate because, you know, they're going to pull starters. Some people might be, not be playing. Some people might be injured. They might not be trying as hard, like you said. But it's a good matchup regardless on the ground for Dalvin Cook or Alexander Madison. I think you're right um, with saying that these guys could see some more playing time. And Madison, you know, he could spell Dalvin Cook. Do you think Dalvin Cook might be in for, like, I don't think it's going to be an extremely reduced workload, but do you think he can reach over 15 carries in this game, Dalvin Cook? I think so. I think it's still possible. Um, I, I would depend on efficiency, though, like maybe a touchdown, but I right. wouldn't expect like a, a monster performance this week. So um, if you, if you were playing, players. yeah, if you're playing like the higher lower for underdog, you know, and the, the line came out and it was over under 14, 15 carries, like would you be taking the higher or lower? I would probably take the under on that. I would take the lower too. I, I think that that's just yeah. a safer bet. Like I could totally see Dalvin Cook mixing in, you know, I mean, pretty much like I think 10 carries is where I kind of see him. Yeah, I can see that. That makes sense. Um, now, as far as the Cardinals are against the 49ers, like, you know, they're obviously out of it. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is not playing. Uh, Marquise Brown, I guess he's in play. Greg Dorch is in play. Um, James Conner isn't practicing yet this week, so I'm not sure if he does end up playing. I'm not sure how much I trust him this week either. Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, yeah. Also, in this 49ers Cardinals game, uh, Christian McCaffrey might be out, so you know, there's no reason to really force him to come back this week. Like, I'm sure the ankle injury isn't that bad, um, but they're just taking it easy on him because they're going to need him in the playoffs. Um, Elijah yeah. Mitchell might be back this week, so you know he would be the guy I play if he's back. Um, otherwise, probably Jordan Mason over Tyrion Davis-Price uh, after last week's go-ahead touchdown. Um, mm -hmm. I would probably go Jordan Mason over TDP if I were to choose one. I would still think it's somewhat of a, of a committee if Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell are out, but I would I think I will prefer M Mason uh, by a hair over TDP. Right, for me, I'm kind of... So, Brand Nayuk, I want to be like happy and say that, yeah, he's going to play and he's going to get the numbers that you need. And he, he hasn't been like a mainstay in your lineup probably you've been questioning whether or not to start him you know the past couple of weeks because he had that rough target share at first when Brock Purdy came back but he came back and had that good game last week I'm not sure how much I trust him this week I don't think that they're gonna be throwing the ball a whole lot you know if this game does end up being close I don't think it's going to be maybe he can have some relevance I don't think it's gonna be a close game this might be a ground and pound he might be good Brandon Ayuk if he plays for a little bit for a, a touchdown that might be about it. You know, I don't th I'm not seeing a whole lot of ceiling like he had last week. The 26 point ceiling isn't going to be there. I see him kind of capping out at 15, 16, you know, just a couple catches in PPR even. So I, I think that Brendan, I'm not trusting him. That's best case scenario for me. If he lands in the teens for fantasy points, I think it's going to be a quiet day for the receivers, at least this week and then week 18 for the 49ers. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. I, I still like him in this game. I mean, the target shares the last two games have been absolutely ridiculous, almost 40% for Brendan Ayuk. So I, I can see, you know, if Brock Purdy throws, you know, more than 25, maybe 30 passes, I can see Ayuk having a pretty good day. So, you know, he would be in lineups in my Week 18 championship, and he would be a potential DFS player as well with somebody who has a, you know, he, he can blow up, um, especially in full PPR. Um, uh, okay, so let's move on to teams who will potentially play spoiler. <laughs> and play starters for the whole game. Should, uh, should the Raiders against the Chiefs. 
maybe? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, Raiders against the Chiefs for sure. Jets against the Dolphins. Uh, Rams against the Seahawks. And the Commanders against the Cowboys. I think those four teams want to play a spoiler this week. Um, yeah. I'm cool with playing Garrett Wilson against the Dolphins with Mike White at quarterback. Um, that's about it for the Jets, though. Um, they do yeah. want to spoil the Dolphins' playoffs hope playoff hopes for sure. Um, the Raiders, they probably want to try and win this game. Right, Josh McDaniels, he needs wins yeah. right now, right? And uh, Devonta Adams, he can also reach 1,500 receiving yards with a decent game. So I'm good playing him against the Chiefs team who, you know, the Chiefs are trying to win this game, man. They're, they're going to they, – they want that one seat. So, you yeah. know, he's going to be there. Josh Jacobs hasn't practiced yet this week. I'm assuming he'll be out there just like he has all year, um, even though mm. he's been banged up. Probably wants to protect the rushing title as well and not let any other running back yeah. catch up to him um and the raiders have zero reason to care about an injury since he's gone after this year so i'm good playing right. my raiders this week yeah uh, these spoiler teams are the ones that are like the best as far as you know reliability when it comes to this week of the fantasy uh season you know you're, you're looking at teams that are definitely gonna be playing all their starters i think you hit the nail on the head with this one and jared stidham you know the raiders took him down to the wire with Derek carr quarterback I'm not saying Derek Carr was obviously playing better football at that time, but the Raiders have it in them to keep this game close. It's not like the Chiefs are just going to walk in, trounce them, and walk out, especially with the way Devontae Adams is playing. He had that big game last week um, after a couple of cold spell games, you know, the weeks before that. But Jared Sidham should keep him close. I, I think the offense looked really good last week. Um, it could be a high-scoring affair, and like you said, there's no reason for either of these teams to just kind of let off the gas at this point. And you mentioned Josh Jacobs. I think he's pretty much a lock to play, and we've been saying this all season. The Raiders are going to try and squeeze every ounce of value they can get out of him with him being gone. You know, so he's going to be playing regardless, I think. I'm not worried about his status at all. So I think you can definitely start all the Raiders and Chiefs in this game. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, and then the Rams against the the Seahawks. Like, I'm cool playing Cam Akers in this game. I'm cool playing Tyler Higbee. Uh, you know, both have great matchups, but the Seahawks, this is a division game, remember? Like, Jets-Dolphins division game, Raiders-Chiefs division They're game. All like, division they don't want games, their... Yeah. Yeah, they, they don't want their guys, those other teams, to make to have an advantage in the playoffs or make the playoffs even. Um, and right. if the if the Jets win, the Dolphins are most likely out of the playoffs. Um, if the Rams win against the Seahawks, the Seahawks are out of the playoffs, right? Uh, right? So this is it's huge, right? If the Seahawks lose, then it's really up between the Packers and the Lions to see who wins and makes it to the playoffs. But um, both K-Makers and Tyler Higby have great matchups. Uh, the Seahawks, you know, will. You know, go hard to play all those starters, obviously, because they want to make it to the playoffs. That's gonna that's a good thing for the Rams. Yeah. Um, so Tyler Higby needs to hit 600 receiving yards to unlock an extra five hundred thousand dollars in his contract. Um, that's only about thirteen more receiving yards, whatever. But I'm sure, you know, he'll get that in this game. Um, yeah, and more potentially because he's get, been getting a higher target share. Um. The Seahawks, you know, are in the playoffs if they win. Packers if and the Packers lose on Sunday night. So if the Packers win on Sunday night, they're in. They're in, and the Seahawks and Lions are out. Right, the Lions right. are in if they win on Sunday night and the Rams beat the Seahawks. Um, so this is all for that last wild card playoff spot in the NFC. Yeah, this is the playoff triangle with these three teams for the NFC. Like, there's all that drama going on over in the AFC between the AFC North champion and, you know, with everything that happened with the game cancellation and then the top seed in the AFC. But the drama over in the NFC is between the Packers, the Seahawks, and the Lions. And the Packers have the best chance to make the playoffs of them all because they just need to win. They're in. They, have, they don't need any help. If they win, they're in, and that's the way it goes. But um, 
yeah, all these guys are teams are gonna be playing their players. Like I said, with the Rams, I agree. Tyler Higby, he should have a good game. He's been a favorite target of Baker Mayfield's. And we see this kind of thing happen a lot, like you said, with the incentives. People have incentives in their contracts and they're only a little bit off. We saw that, I think it was was it last year or two years ago that Russell Wilson helped Tyler Lockett hit his because he just targeted him and targeted him and targeted him at the end of this game for him to get those receptions and he got that incentive. So those kind of weird things can happen and actually boost up fantasy performances. So definitely keep an eye out for them. But like you said, I think the Packers. They're a safe bet. They're definitely going to be playing all their starters. Um, the Lions, all of them, they're all competing for the playoffs. There's no reason not to. And like you said, with the division um, rivalries going on, there's no short, there's no love lost, you know, in these games. They're definitely going to be playing as hard as they can, trying to keep each other out of the playoffs. And we were talking about that Packers-Lions game. Um, I really like Jared Goff this week. Uh, yep. Sportsbooks have his over-under touchdown, passing touchdown props set at one and a half. Passing touchdowns at like plus 120 on the over. So, like, you know, even if the Seahawks end up winning earlier in the in the day, like, I really like the over on that regardless. Um, you know, and the over, you know, at plus 120, I'm taking that all day long. He's thrown at least two touchdowns in five of his last six games, and that sixth game was against the, against, was against the Jets. So, you know, no issues there. Uh, and Preciser has this game at a 49-point total with the one-point spread. So, I think Goff can get it done pretty easily there. Yeah, so... I like golf too. Everything screams good on paper for Jared Goff, but the thing is, I, I saw a stat somewhere, and it's really odd because it's almost like the Amari Cooper stat, home versus away. Jared Goff is a much different quarterback indoors than he is outdoors, and this game's being played in Green Bay um, at night, so it's going to be cold. I'm not sure. It, it's obviously, like, I, I think that the game script could lend itself to Jared Goff throwing over that one-and-a-half touchdown prop, but I think that you know, him being outside, he throws much fewer touchdowns outside than he does inside. I think the numbers were like 27 indoors to like nine outdoors. And he has more interceptions in those games. It's just ridiculous. It's like one of those Amari Cooper stats. So just something to keep in mind. I was looking at Jared Goff too going in this week. I was like, man, this would be a really good matchup, you know, between the Packers and the Lions. It's probably gonna be the highest, one of the higher over-unders, you know, maybe even on precise or that kind of thing. Um, I didn't get a chance to look at them, but 100%. I think it seems like an easy pick, but for me, I might just be tempted. I'm not saying you should take the lower, but it could easily be a lower touchdown output than you think, just looking at it on paper. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, he threw for three touchdowns in Carolina two weeks ago, 355 passing yards. So maybe he's over it. That's the hope. Maybe. We'll see. Um, we saw Mario Cooper do that. What was it? He had an all right game with Deshaun Watson. Last week. You know, maybe these things, yeah, maybe these things just kind of come and go, but it's an interesting trend. They they always show it. I think I've seen in the past couple of weeks for Jared Goff. You know, uh, they show it on like a Fox graphics when they throw it up in the game. Um, so Sam Howell is going to be playing and starting for the Commanders this week uh, because his friend Taylor Heineke, such a nice guy, handing him the starting the job this week. Um, Ron Rivera is gone, most likely after this game. Yeah. Um, most likely the Cowboys, you know, won't be winning the NFC East. They have a small chance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Pollard's practicing in full. I think the Cowboys are going to play their starters. Yeah, they're going to. And maybe not Tony Pollard. I mean, we'll see. He might be on a snap count. They might kind of just let him, ease him into the game, give him a, a light workload because he is banged up a little bit. And we saw that the Cowboys offense didn't really look the same last week without Tony Pollard. So they need him for the playoffs. They might just kind of let off. But I think they're definitely going to be starting, you know, the C.D. Lambs. And the Dalton Schultz's and you know the Dak Prescotts. They're not gonna have any trouble with that. They the Cowboys have a history. They don't usually rest starters. The last time they rested starters was 
Dak's rookie year. Since then, even when they were in the playoffs back in 2018, they were in the playoffs comfortably. They couldn't improve their seating. They played a game down on the wire against the Giants and had huge fantasy days in that game. Michael Gallup went for two touchdowns, that kind of thing. It was a big day. Um, Dak Prescott threw for four, I think it was. So they have a history of you know going and playing all the way down on the wire in these games. So I think this is definitely a chance. And if they have that opportunity, like you said, to claim the NFC East, even though it is a small chance, I think they're going to be playing their starters, definitely. And obviously, like Washington, too, they're going to be playing. I think Sam Howell is going to be interesting. I want to see how he plays and who he targets, who he looks for in the passing game. If he looks any kind of good, they could hold on to him and roll in, into next season with him, assuming they don't take a quarterback. I can totally see it. I can totally see yeah. it. Sam Howell being their starting quarterback next year. Um, uh, keep in mind, for, the, for Washington, Brian Robinson has a knee injury. He hasn't practiced at all this week yet. Uh, Antonio Gibson's on IR, so Jonathan Williams is in play, potentially in a three-down role. So if you're looking for a cheap, yeah. a cheap DFS target, or if you're looking for somebody, uh, you know, under the radar, potentially on waivers in your 18-week league, it, it, you know, week 18 championship, Jonathan Williams is somebody to to pick up and play. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 